Science AM. Science AM. Science AM. I wrote this myself. Science AM. Science A. Science as fuck. Welcome to Science AF. I'm your host, Dave Chacho, and I'm Science as Fuck. And this is season two of Science AF, where we uh having a little bit more of a one-on-one laid-back conversation about science. Uh, hope you like our new direction to quote Spinal Tap. Speaking of Spinal Tap... Was that a good transition? That's a good transition. I, wasn't, I was like, I don't know when I'm going to start talking. That so was organic. So organic. My guest today is a uh, producer and writer and performer. Mm-hmm. And um, yep. you got a lot of things going on. The sketch, I got a lot going on. What's your sketch team? Uh, yeah, I'm on Rat Queen, which is a sketch team at the Pack Theater. They're dope as hell. Um, dope as hell sketch team. Los sketch Angeles team. Pack mm-hmm. Theater. Yep, I um, believe it. You have a show that's probably the day this comes out. Um, yeah, I mean, if June twenty sixth. Yeah, so if anyone's dying to listen to this podcast and then immediately run to the Pack Theater, you're welcome yeah. to do so. Um, but if not, I'm also uh, one of the co-producers on Pack Cella at the Pack this weekend. Yeah, um, let's talk about that. First of all, Rat Queens every month, so it's every can, uh, fourth Wednesday. Every fourth Wednesday, and then Pack Cella. Um, you and I are both. Part of this uh, we are. production team, along with last week's guest, Gil Barron. Yeah. Um, basically, so I'm actually, I'm in, uh, I was thinking about it today. I'm actually in four of the shows. So I'm. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, <laughs> so the I'm, perks of producing. Yeah. So I've been producing this festival, which is all like, I'm really excited because it's a lot of comedy music acts that I'm obsessed with. And when I would go see them wherever they were, mm-hmm. and luckily they're all just going to be like in the one place. Yes. weekend so like i don't need to go anywhere yeah um, so I'm that's why like, we made this so we can just literally stay put yeah, I'm just and gonna watch make all of our all favorite the best comedy musicians come to me and i just get to sit there and like intro the shows which is great um yeah and then i'm doing i'm gonna be in one of the shows uh super dating simulator which is an amazing show that's on friday at that's 8 friday night so this is a three-day festival um yeah the 28th, 9th, and 30th. 28th, 29th, and 30th. June 2019. Yeah. And the 30th is cool because there's um, the Scramble, which is a daytime show. So it starts at like noon for anyone who's super hungover. And my indie folk comedy band, Heaven's Great, is going to be performing in that as well. Oh, great. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Who else is in that? Uh, Jonathan Grant is my uh, other musician in arms or whatever better half my better my better (laughs) yeah he's the one who makes sure that we actually get work done i wouldn't say better but your other half my other 50 percent of the (laughs) band yeah um jonathan grant uh is a good guy he was on my he was on the science jerks before yeah he's great he's a he's a great musician he's a very funny funny guy uh he has we were at his house rehearsing last week and he has like every instrument i could ever dream about it's pretty, pretty oh funny. yeah he's got all kinds of stuff yeah um so yeah three-day fest sunday it yeah. starts at noon yep and we we'll take a little couple hours off in the afternoon and it starts again at seven yeah and seven is my uh showcase show it's mostly yep. pack performers but then also two people are making their pack theater debut who's that um so brett moline is uh oh yeah and he's well a, he's phenomenal I, I hate to burst your bubble. Oh my god! Wait, did he perform secretly at the pack? And I don't know about it. He was in my, oh my pilot god, called Super Villains. Mother, and he ever. played the uh, this James oh Bondian, but he was the bad guy. He was like this James Bondian um, super spy, but I'm he was like a total literally adult. Furious. The character was adult. He was amazing. Um, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have never told you that. And no, it's let fine. You I just, just got go excited. on believing. Um, well, the Bobby Bobby Crown is making his pack debut. Okay, he's great. He um, wasn't in my pilot. Uh, yeah, he submitted. He saw on Instagram that we were taking submissions, and he like submitted. He's very funny. He plays like guitar and does comedy music, and he's never done anything at the pack before. Awesome. So I'm super excited to see him, and also you know meet some more like musicians around the n- town. But that's seven o'clock on Sunday, and it's gonna be great. Yep. And heaven's side. Great, yeah, and heaven's great is hosting that. So me and Jonathan Great are hosting that as our band. Okay, it's going to be very. Is cool. that all acoustic or it's all smaller acts? Um, it's uh, it's all smaller acts. Uh, that some of them like plug in, but no craziness. Because it's 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 a pretty packed show, so everyone's going to like move. It's going to move real fast. Um, I think I booked seven people. Um, so we're just going to cruise through it. But they're all good people. Like I only ask good people. I don't ask any bad people. Good. Th- that's that's a. Yeah. 
that's a, a key part of producing. Yeah, there was no like pity asks or like, oh, I guess you can do it. It's just like it's going to be a great, great show. I was going to ask to be part of it, but I'm terrible, so I didn't. I'm glad you didn't put me in this position of like having <laughs> to be like, you know, actually, um, I don't think I can put you in it. Can I see your resume? Yeah. Um, but I am writing the 30-second video intro with puppets. Oh, my gosh. The puppets uh, are so cute. I For love the entire festival. So, I mean, come see my contribution in the thir- first 30 seconds. The puppets are great. We saw a little clip of it at our meeting last weekend, and I really like the puppets. I, I, I enjoy puppets. Who doesn't? Oh, yeah. Oh, what's that guy? Uh, Luke Drennan? No, not D- DJ Drennan and Luke Null on Saturday Luke at 11. Drennan Davis Devin and Luke Davis. Null. Yeah. Luke Null's from puppet. SNL. Yeah, Drennan Davis, uh, Drennan has, a Davis has a puppet. Yeah, he. I don't know what he's going to do with this puppet, but I'm really excited for that show because um, I did Sketch That Tune, which is also happening this weekend. Um, with Luke Nall uh, a couple months ago, and he just like blew me away. He did like three or four original songs, and they were all oh. so they were good music and funny, and that's what I really, really get excited about. Oh, see, um, I thought this was Luke Nall's debut at the Pack Theater. No, he did sketch he's that been tune there before. Yeah, now and then, I feel bad. Um, at sketch that tune, which is at nine thirty on Saturday. I'm also in that one, uh, playing Tori Amos, which is kind of the role I was born to play. We have the exact same hair. What are you singing? I can't tell you. <laughs> you know, sketch that tune. They keep their lips tight on what's going on. I can just tell you that I'm Tori Amos because they released. That you on do Instagram. have the hair. I do. I do. Um, awesome. Well, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. You got any other little projects going on? <sighs> I mean, those are my main things, and then I mean, I also like produce on the side. So, like, I'm just working on like a producing a short. Um, is it because dance film next next month uh, called Five, which should be really beautiful and great, and then. Uh, just like producing some commercials and stuff but you know that's just that's just that's just work baby that's just work yeah if you have work for a cat do most people call you cat or Catherine? you know within the past like year people have started calling me cat did that just start it kind of just started i think it started with like someone from on my sketch team started calling me cat so i guess it was like a year and a half ago that started happening and then and now people are just calling me cat and i'm like okay then you're pro cat in general Right. Oh my god, I love cats. <laughs> okay, I love them. They're great. So yeah, I think I think lean into it. Oh, I yeah, <laughs> I will. I will lean into it. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, cat. So let's talk about science. I love it. Great. Um, let's start in the past. Sure. What is your past relationship with science and school and stuff? Sure. If, if any. Yeah. Um. So when I was in high school i think the first f i ever got was <laughs> uh, on my one of my science finals in like 10th grade i got an f i got a 37 out oh of, wow out of 100 were you devastated no because i was like this test was really hard and like i hate science what was the general science um it was just like i don't know chemistry or something whatever um and i just didn't like it and i was never good at it uh <laughs> science is always my like least favorite subject and i remember when i got to college um you know there's like seven core curriculums mm-hmm. and you have to take uh six out of seven and the one i didn't take was science oh really yeah because i was like i can't guarantee that i'll get an a in any science class and i was a straight a student so i was when i got to college uh-huh. uh and i i was unwilling to risk my gpa for a science class and it made me ineligible for this like particular honor you get if you get you know straight A's and you take all seven and my mother was like really pissed about it and I was like I would get a fucking F in science class because I just don't I don't get it yeah that's smart what was your major I was an anthropology and theater double major oh anthropology is science no yeah I mean it's the study of human cultures uh it's great uh you know I really like the um like archaeology aspect and like forensic anthropology is super interesting to me Mm -hmm. um but when it came to the science part of like forensic anthropology, which is, you know, when you're, you know, like maybe like digging up bones Doing or whatever. Formulas or yeah. I was just like, I have no idea. Carbon dating. I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't get it. But I, I like the national parks and learning about all the rocks and stuff. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I love anthropo- anthropology. Anthrop- I can't say it very well. Anthropology. Yeah. And I don't shop there, but I do like it in general. I'd shop there more if I could, but it's expensive. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I literally, I just walk in, I go right back to the sale rack. 
I don't I don't know how expensive it is. It's I just expensive. know that at the uh, at that. the Americana they have these like really buff shirtless dudes like outside trying to get people sure. to come in. Yeah, I get that. Um, that makes sense. Somehow it didn't work. Oh boy. Um, and what do you think? Okay, what what's your like? What's your sort of overall? feeling or theory or favorite sort of idea of the world and the universe and where we live and how we got here and what we're doing here do you have any thoughts on that yeah i mean i think that the i mean i know that this is based off of well it's not based off of but there's you know that great movie the butterfly effect uh you know, which I know yeah. that the theory predates the the fantastic film. Wait, but, who was in that? Um, I think was it was Gwen like Paltrow or something. No, it was uh, the guy from Punked. Ashton Kutcher, I think, is in it. Um, is it Ashton Kutcher? You're looking it up. I'm looking it up. He's looking it up. But I just think that that sort of concept of like the butterfly effect is very interesting because you know, like the thing is like you know, like a butterfly's wings can ha- cause a tsunami somewhere else. Yeah, it is Ashton yeah. Kutcher. Yeah, it's Ashton Kutcher. 2004, yeah. ba- little baby Ashton Kutcher. Somehow he still looks exactly the same. He's a 7.7 on IMDb. Good for That's you. surprisingly high. Um, Laura Walters, Amy Smart. Yeah, but I think that that interests me because when, you know, like even if I just like look at my day to day, like there's so many like choices and decisions and things that happened. And, you know, on any given day, any change could like dramatically alter the course of my entire life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's really true. Like changing lanes in traffic could change your entire life. Yeah. Or just like saying yes to this job. Like, you know, like one time, like I almost didn't do a shoot um, that I had got asked to do. And then I like went at the last minute and I ended up meeting someone that I would date for like the next year and a half. Do you know what I mean? And like, nice, so that yeah. like greatly impacted my life in that way at that time. Um, so just there's so many decisions and things. And it's like also just like if I made that light or if I didn't make that light. Right. Yeah, totally. What would happen if I didn't go to the store today? How different would I be? Yeah, I'd probably be hungrier. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I might be murderously hungry. Yeah. Um. So is that movie about like the weather phenomenon, or is it more about about choices we make? I don't think I've seen it. I don't remember like what it's about. I just remember that Gash and Kutcher's in it, and I feel like it's a thriller. Like people die or something, maybe. Okay. Evan Treborn grows up in a small town, blah, 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 suffers from memory blackouts, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. It sounds like a thriller. It's pretty thrilling. Sounds She's like a thriller She's trying to remember what happened. Me. He's written a diary. Okay, cool. I should check that out. Yeah. Um, speaking of the butterfly effect. Yes. So it's a real thing. Like, I read this book called Chaos by James Gleick. Uh, Gleick, like, um a long time ago and it talks about the butterfly effect and it's really interesting um and there's some new science i found in this area Ooh. but basically so the thing with weather and just sort of the whole atmosphere and, and this kind of pertains to our choices in the world in general but like if if a butterfly flaps its wings they say it might cause a hurricane or something on the other side of the planet it's not exactly right it's not that it would cause a hurricane but every butterfly, every bug, every one of us, when you wave your hand, you're changing the position of millions of little atoms mm-hmm. of, of air. Yeah, that's true. And every atom of air interacts with all the other atoms of air millions of times. Mm-hmm. And those all re- interact with other ones and other ones interact with other ones. So if you literally move Ooh. a couple of atoms yeah. from here to here, yeah. it has this effect that goes all the way around the world, you know, maybe a week later. It yeah. it change it literally changes where every single atom would be next week if you wave your hand like this. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily make anything better or worse and we'll never know what would have happened if you didn't wave your hand because yeah. it didn't happen, but it literally does affect the whole world, which is really cool and also, you know, similar to like our choices, mm-hmm. you know, every everything kind of has these uh these echoes and reverberations as we go on Mm -hmm. but what that means practically is that um it's literally impossible there's this scientist in the 60s called edward lorenz and he he uh his theory was 
and and it's it's sort of been proven that um it's impossible to predict the weather more than a, a few days away it's so impossible because of this effect that like yeah people are moving around things are moving around butterflies are flapping around and it literally makes the weather unpredictable so like right now according to what i read like uh weather forecasts are can be sort of accurate up to about nine or ten days yeah we got we have a 10 day and i don't ever see more than that yeah i i once saw like a 30 day and it's just bullshit yeah it's completely like everything after the 10th day is literally just pull out of their ass and you know you can kind of guess that if it's you know if it's april that maybe it'll rain or something but you can't really predict with any kind of accuracy more than about 10 days out yeah and this um this new research just came out where um some scientists um fuking zhang oh that's a cool name that's a cool Oh, that a great His name. His first name is Fuking, oh, Distinguished Professor of Meteorology Dope. at the Center for Advanced Data Assimilation and Predictability Techniques at Penn State. That's mm-hmm. a long, the C-A-D-A-P-T at P-S um, for short. Oh, wow. He he ran a bunch of numbers, and so the new working sort of theory is... is um, the f- the furthest is two weeks. Like that's the limit. Mm-hmm. Even even with better technology, even like you know, a hundred years in the future, two weeks is about all we'll ever be able to predict the weather because of Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, that he came up with the that idea. Sly bastard. He's a very sneaky guy. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought yeah. I had something. Oh, there was something else. I, I mean, it's just like here. a cool and interesting concept because it, you know. Yeah, I, we're we're all impacting things all the time, and I mean, uh, I don't know. I I also spend like a decent amount of time, like I I was recently um, visiting some family somewhere else, and just the way that things were not recycled, and like were not, oh, you know, and it's just like, okay, so some crazy. people are just gonna produce so much waste, and then um, and then I went up to Canada to visit other family. And they have it together. They mm. have different bins, and the bags are clear. So you can see what's so going on. you can on. see what's happening? Yeah, and it's just like, you know, there's parts of the world that are just impacting the world in, like, a, you know, a nicer, better, not terrible way. And then other people are just making it garbage for everyone else. I, I can't even... It, it, yeah, it drives me crazy. This, this happened at work just last week. We have these bins. We have uh, compost, recycling, and then landfill. And uh, when the the woman uh, was taking out the trash at the end of the night, um, I had a couple bottles to give her. And I was like, which bag? And she goes, it doesn't matter. Everybody just throws them everywhere anyway. And I just, so she just mixes them all together at the end of the day. Yeah. It just makes us feel, I guess, a little bit better that we're doing it. Yeah. Um, which is not to say you shouldn't recycle and compost. You totally should. But some people just don't respect the... Uh, well, yeah, and, and I have a friend who lives in Los Angeles. Her building doesn't have recycling. They don't. Is that even legal? I don't know. I feel like. It's a huge apartment building. There's like four stories in like probably like 50 apartments at least. And they There's just. No recycling. They only have a dumpster. That's ridiculous. And it's just like. I feel like. If I lived in that situation, like I want to recycle, but like I'd have to like go find a place to put my recycling all the time. Like I, I take out my recycling like every other day. Yeah. Um, I recycle religiously. I've washed all my shit out and yeah. And uh, there, you can recycle m- most things. I find you can really recycle a lot of stuff. Them in there. Although I recently found out you can't recycle uh, toilet paper rolls or paper towel rolls. Oh Did really? You know yeah. Because no. I'm gonna. I'm I think a, I have some in there. Yeah, I'm a building manager, and we got a letter. Uh, from the city being like, we can't recycle these. And when your percentage of non-recyclables in your recyclables reaches this level, we just don't take it or something. Oh, wow. So those are not recyclable because like the glue on them or something. Yeah, I guess because it's not clean. It's supposed yeah. to be like clean one one type of material. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, that's good to know. I'll stop doing that. I was but surprised. Yeah, I was surprised to learn that. It's It's weird to me that like scientists are saying, you know, 
we have 20, 40 years to live and people are still like, well, fuck it. I'm throwing down my shit everywhere. Yeah. And I'm like, we, those of us who want the human race to continue can't succeed without with all these fucking assholes yeah that are i mean i think in the oil industry what or whatever. is it that they said 20 like 2030 is the year of no return uh, the point of no return if things don't change or something yeah I and mean, that's being and that's coming right up i mean we're we might sort of already be past the point of no return or at least close to it um yeah being the, meaning the point of no return without doing something dramatic yeah to change and clean up the air and water and yeah um yeah i always feel every time i i use the non when a, a single use like plastic at the at a restaurant i'm just thinking of like how it's going to be floating in the pacific ocean for Forever. a billion years yeah it's not good yep well um if you're listening to this 40 years from now i hope that you're okay <laughs> yes i do hope that um i'll probably be gone but hopefully you're prospering <laughs> um and remembering me through my podcast there we go um here's a fun story that came up this week you might have seen it it was shared everywhere are young people growing horns because of cell phones have you heard of this um i i actually did hear something about this on npr what but did I, they say on NPR? Um, I was kind of did they say it wasn't true? I was kind of catching the end of the story, um, but my what I understood is that they're not really like horns; they're more like bumps, they're little nodules. Yeah, so they're not like horns, but they're growing kind of like where horns would be. I mean, yeah, it's kind of bullshit, but they're. Um, because it's such a fun-sounding yeah. story, yeah, everybody's them, sharing it yeah, everywhere. Yeah, calling them horns, based off of what I heard on the radio, uh, w- it is a big leap. It's sort of like if you if you bend your head down forward, you can sort of f- feel where the muscles of your neck attach to the back of your skull, and there's a few points there. Sure. And there's so there was a study that just came out um, where it was from Australia. Uh, from the University of the Sunshine Coast, a, okay. a reputed institute okay. of science, I'm sure, um, that said that they were finding that these, the the, the bones, nodules that these, uh, I guess, tendons from the muscles are attached to, are are larger on a on a certain percentage of younger people. Hmm. Um, and they're saying, well, maybe it's because they're using their cell phones and they're looking down. But it's all like, uh, it's a, it's a hypothesis that has yeah. not even been close to, not being even a little proven, proven a little yeah. bit. But um, everybody's like, oh, see, cell phones are evil. They're turning our children into devils, um, which sure. might be, but more metaphorically devils, more metaphorically, not, yeah, not less actual. physically devils. Sure. Um, but I thought that was fun that that. Uh, that was all over the place, and uh, basically everybody's has refuted it at this point. Yeah, but who knows? It doesn't seem like a a true concern. Maybe I'm, I'm I mean, if you're listening to this 500 years from now and everybody has horns, they're just like, uh, call me. You guys knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> we did nothing to stop it. Oh, I'm man. sorry. Just like global warming all over again. The other thing is one of the researchers behind the study. Uh, is is selling posture posture pillows online? So um, this might just be an elaborate plan to uh, sell pillows. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, yeah. but there's nothing like a good pillow. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's an innovative marketing technique. It is. Release a study about uh, children turning. You know, into you gotta love the gumption, though. Narlu- what is that? What is this? What Speaking of horns, oh my gosh, they found the mythical Naraluga. Um, so narwhals and belugas are two different kinds of whales. Belugas have the sort of white, like, uh, sort of roundy face, uh, snout. And at least one narwhal and one beluga did it. Yes. Possibly more. Uh, narwhals are the ones with the big horns on the front. Um, and they're very close in, uh, genetics to each other. And so it's been like... It's sort of been this, this like, uh, I guess, sea time myth or something. This, this like, 
seafarer's story that that there's narlugas out there that are hybrids um of narwhals and belugas but they've never been found before and until now until now i think they found a skull of one or something and they confirmed that it was uh had dna from both narwhals and belugas belugas and the story i read said that that technically they should be bell walls because <laughs> that's semantics come on i think they take yeah it's it's actually it it, it has to do with the patriarchy oh jesus okay because uh they take the the male animal first of the parents yeah um but in a win for feminism everyone's going with beluga because it sounds or i mean narluga because it sounds yeah. better than bell wall even though that's this thing i mean was a I, I'm of a supportive feminism, but Bellwall also sounds kind of cool to me. Narluga yes. is fun. Narluga is so great. And Bellwall, like a last name Bellwall, like, you know, Christina Bellwall. Bellwall, yeah, you know, it does sound kinda, classic. Kinda a nice name. But so does Narluga. I mean, Narluga sounds like a, you know, Norwegian, Narlugas. like, goddess. Narluga. Narluga. Yeah. You didn't hear all you Narlugas and Bellwalls. Yeah. Um,. It sounds like a fun name for your friends. Yeah. And this made me go down a rabbit hole because oh they boy. said, um, because they said the word pizzly in here. Do you know what a pizzly is? No, I don't. Okay. I feel like I'm going to find out though. A pizzly, oh which is right. such an awesome name for a cross between a polar bear and a grizzly. Okay. And you can kind of see it there. Um, he's a scary looking guy. Uh, so there's ligers and tigons. Right. I learned about that in Napoleon Dynamite. I was going to say, yeah. He talks about ligers in Napoleon, mm-hmm. Napoleon Dynamite. Walfin, whale, dolphin. Are these all real things? These are all real. They oh, exist. Okay. At least they've. At least one. At least one has been confirmed. Um, they don't. So animal hybrids like this don't tend to be able to have children right like a mule yeah is the most common example a mule is a horse donkey hybrid then they can't have any they're not they're sterile right and then there's what's the other mule it's called a um a henny is the is the other opposite to a mule and there isn't like Ugh, this is gonna make me sound stupid because i already know the answer and it makes me not even want to ask the question but it seems like everyone can make cool hybrids, but humans humans aren't making any cool hybrids. No. But we keep trying. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, like, how many people have had well, sex with a horse? Like, I, I feel like everyone's had sex with a horse at this point. Yeah, who hasn't? Um, there was a guy who got arrested for having sex with a horse. Yeah, everyone's doing it all the time. Like, at some point. I remember that. Yeah, it's happening sheep. constantly. Um, there was that Bob Goldthwait movie about blowing a dog hmm. um <laughs> a little bit different so we've just recently sort of learned like in the last 20 years that humans and neanderthals definitely did it and there was a there was a third group um what were they called um there was a third group of like proto humans in europe and they were all interbreeding and hmm. Being a redhead, and I'm I'm half I'm partially Scottish, and also uh, before I was gray, I was pretty red. Sure. Um, means you have Neanderthal genes in you. What? So you I, we are both a, li- we're a little bit of a okay. hybrid. Nice. Um, okay, here's some other ones. A camma. What do you think a camma is? A camelama? Yep. Oh, okay. Exactly. That was good. I'm smart. A beefalo. Uh, definitely part buffalo, uh, beef, part cow. McDonald's hamburger, yep. Uh, Savannah cat, I guess that's just a cat and a wild cat. Um, a zorse, love that one. Oh, a z- zebra horse. Yep. Uh, a, a lepon. A Le- lepon. Lepon. A lemur and a gray poupon? <laughs> it's a, a leopard and lion. Uh, leopard, yeah, leopard lion. Okay, a koi wolf. Sure. Coyote wolf. Co- coyote wolf. Oh, I get it. Koi wolf. Koi wolf. Koi wolf. 
a Z donk. A donkey zebra? Yeah. Oh my god, that's, that's crazy. Adorable. A jaglion. Oh, that's awesome. A jaguar lion. Yeah. Oh, that sounds. That very sounds pretty cool. Scary. He's really pretty too. Let me see. Oh, look at all these. Oh, my God. These are very interesting these are looking. Super awesome looking. So it looks like exactly like a jaguar, but kind of in the color of a lion with like some spots. Yeah, this one's like a. He looks pretty it's like serious. a black lion. Oh, man. That's awesome. Y'all, you should be checking this out on your phones. <laughs> Y'all should be Googling yeah, this. Definitely this look up Jaglion. Um, what else is on here? Yakalo. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Uh Puma part. I guess that's a puma leopard. I mean, these are all just so cute. Toy dog, coyote dog. Ugh, adorable. I mean, I just never like ugh, the thing with zoos is that I guess it's like the animals are in captivity and like that's bad, but also people should be able to learn about the animals, but also yeah, you, like don't take them away but also sometimes they need to be taken away i don't know i have mixed feelings too about zoos such mixed feelings because they I do actually help well well good zoos help preserve species especially yeah. if they're endangered they a lot of animals if they're treated well live longer in zoos um but also you know they're in a cage and there's some really awful zoos too that don't treat animals well yeah and that's the thing because like i like i think the zoo is fun i like seeing the animals I, I've been to the LA Zoo, I think, just the one time. Because I'm like, I don't know if I'm supposed, if I should be here. Like, is this okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I know that the LA Zoo, they also have, too. like, the cool stuff at night where they do, like, cool nighttime zoo with the lights and whatever. But I'm just like, I don't know if I am supporting evil or if I'm just supporting cute cuties, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It always makes me sad to see them just, like, pacing back and forth in my yeah. little habitats yeah although a lot of the, those animals are territorial not all of them and and just have their little area yeah their little thing going on naturally my kitty goes outside and she has her territory and she doesn't go outside it mm -hmm. so she's not caged but she also doesn't go outside of like a 50 foot radius well that's kind of good yeah because i mean you don't really want cats like out in the street yeah she never goes out in the street well, now she's grounded because last time I called her and she didn't come home. So. What? She knows she's what she did. Grounded. She is grounded. My cat is just an indoor cat because she would die. <laughs> I just She would hate it. She would hate it out there. That's another thing that has always been sort of an internal struggle for me because I've had animals my whole life. And um, it's definitely safer to keep your cats inside, mm -hmm. but also it's a little sadder to me. Yeah, I mean, I think it also depends on your cat's personality, though. Like, my cat is an indoor cat. She mm -hmm. doesn't like adventure. She doesn't <laughs> like exploring. Like, no, thank you. Okay. Like, when I, when I come She's home, she's one like, of the indoor kids. Yeah, like when I come home, like I can, if I I can look in three places, and if she's not in one of those three places, like we have a mystery on our hands. <laughs> she's she's just like I like what I like. This is me. I'm good. That's great. And it's great. She's my. Ugh, God, she's I love her so much. What's her name? Her name is Maggie, but her full name is the Magnetic Fields after the band. Oh, really? That's yeah, great. but it's Maggie for short. Love it. Uh, Ma St Stephen Merritt. Stephen Merritt. Merritt. Yeah. I was going to say Malcolmus. That's a different band. Mm. Great. The little Magnetic Fields. Yeah, she's like a little baby Magnetic Fields. She's so precious. Because it was my family's cat, and we wanted to name her... Uh, a song that has to do with like a band that we like. So we were also thinking about naming her uh, String Bean Jean after the Bell and Sebastian song. Oh. Um, which also would have been a cute name because then we yeah. just called her String Bean. String Bean. That's a cute name. Which is cute for a cat. Uh, but yeah, we called her the Magnetic Fields. And then we just like Maggie, which is adorable. That's the whole story. It's yeah, no, not, that's a good story. Like, it's not like a good I just, story. Every time <laughs> somebody brings up a cool cat name story, I just feel bad that mine is so boring but you know that's okay do we get to find out what your story is uh my cat is named callie and she's a calico and that's really lazy but i was like when i got her i was like super busy and i just started 
it was just like, hey, little calico cat, hey, little calico cat. And then like two days later, I just started calling because her. Because you were so busy, you couldn't name your daughter. <laughs> I couldn't think of a, I couldn't, wow. s- I couldn't think of a good, wow. I had a lot of things on my mind that were important. No, I was just trying to write comedy. Wow. There's nothing funny about the hurtful thing. So I just started calling her what she is and it just stuck. Okay, whatever. You think that's why she hates me? I mean, honestly, yes, I do. (laughs) Yeah, if my fam if my name was Catherine just because my family like couldn't come up with anything and like the nurse's name was Catherine, (laughs) I'd be pissed. How do you know? Is was it? No, because I'm named after like six of my mother's friends. I mean all named Catherine. And here's the thing. It's not that cool of a name. I'm not thrilled with That's it. It's a cool name. It's not. Well, cat's a cool name. Yeah, cat is. Well, I'm transitioning like, into the cat. See, I think I get it from my parents because Dave is one of the most boring. It was one of the like top three or five most common names in the year I was born. Mm-hmm. And so they literally just looked at a list and looked at the third name and were like, yeah, that looks fine. Interesting. Um, well, I, they thought I was going to be a boy. I was supposed to be Anthony because I have three older brothers and they didn't like find out the sex on any of these kids. So they just assumed I was going to be a boy. They just figured four for four? Yeah, and I was going to be Anthony. Ant? A cat's better than Ant. Yeah, I think so. Well, also, I'm not a boy, so it would have been hard to be named Anthony for me. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm definitely a, you got a, bullied a, lady, a, lot. a lady person, so mm-hmm. wouldn't have liked that name. Oh. Yeah, all right. Yeah. The music set in the mood. Some smooth jams. So what do you think? We talked about it a little bit. What what do you think is uh is the future? Let's get into the future. I mean I, I really do think pessimistic, the optimistic? planet is in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. I think For that sure. by the time I think a hundred years from now. Uh, I think that they'll, I think we'll still be around, but I think especially countries that are already hot will become too hot to stay in. And then we're going to have problems because I think that there's going to be like, okay, well, we can't take people from this country because they're not, you know, like, let's say uh, Egypt becomes super, super hot, you know, because it's already kind of hot. Um, where are the Egyptians supposed to go? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, it creates so, refugee so are they all refugees? Or are they all immigrants? Crisis. Like, you know what I mean? And I just think that there's we might be have like in sh- unhabitable yeah. zones that people can't go in. Yeah. I mean, we already have a few, like, you know, Chernobyl's one, but, um, yeah. And uh, there are some places that are too hot or too cold, but we're going to have a lot more. Yeah. And plus we have, you know, 7 billion people now. Yeah. And I also think, um, I think, you know, richer countries, are going to have different unique problems. Like I think, for example, like maybe Los Angeles, you know, obviously w- there's a ton of money here. There's some very, very rich people who can like run their air conditioners. But I'm also just like, where's all this energy going to come from? Like, I feel like there's going to be like rolling blackouts or whatever. And, but I still, I don't think that society is going to be gone, but I do think that the disparity between like the rich and the poor is just going to grow. And I think that there's going to be some countries that just like get knocked out. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a big war at some point. Yeah, it's possibly just, before 2020. It's, um, oh gosh. Yeah, because that's what, yeah, this what these these crises cause refugees and they cause wars and they, they cause people fighting over land and stuff. When really, like, it it's so frustrating that we could have 100% gotten off of fossil fuels 20 years ago totally totally there's so much there's no reason i mean we'd be so much safer and like uh so much more uh robust as a community if every single house had solar panels on it Mm -hmm. and it was all shared and then you know when some people had too little sun they got from other people and when they had too much they shared it like that would make us so much more like safe and robust and like uh you, you know like future proof um yeah instead I, of having these central there's even even in terms of other countries attacking us like right now if they just take out a few power plants then all these cities will go out but if we had 
a shared energy grid, which we have the technology for. It's just like we need, uh, you know, non-morons running the yeah, world. Yeah, I, I think that, like, if, you know, as people transition into, like, cleaner energy, like, great. Like, on the building that I manage, like, we have solar panels up there. Here's the thing. I don't really know that they're what they're doing because I still have an electricity bill. But, like, they got to be helping. Like, you know, like, anything mm-hmm. that we can do to diffuse it. But then the problem is that the majority is still not going to be doing anything. So it's like for all of the recycling that I do, there is someone who is literally like only eating things out of like containers and throwing all of it in the landfill. And it's just like very yeah. depressing. So like I think about this a lot and it, it's a hard subject to think about, but like in the future, if it gets really dire, what do we do to people that aren't helping? <laughs> like, I mean, how can we, how can we all live on the same space station together if some people are are knowingly trashing it. Well, I think that, like, like, that's when, and it's not a good solution, but, like, that's when there's, like, fines. You know, like, there's fines for littering. Yeah. They're just not, you know what I mean? Like, I think that you hit people in their wallet, but the problem is that, like, if the people that, you know, like, if some of the people that are, like, trashing the planet just, like, aren't going to be paying the fines or not going to be issuing the fines, it's, like, okay, well, I guess that didn't work. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, eventually you have to, like, have some sort of motivation or punishment of some sort. Yeah. Um, if I we're mean, going to, like, keep living together yeah. on this. I mean, my dad always used to say uh, of, like, people that... He had very strong opinions. But of, like, people who, like, were, like, robbing people or who were, like, you know, being really bad members of society. He was just like, just shoot him. <laughs> just get rid of him. And it's like, I don't want to... Yeah. go that far but i'm like if you're literally like just a piece of garbage stealing and like wreaking havoc and being generally terrible it's like why do we need you i'm not even that upset about the stealing because i feel like mo- most people that do that are because they're in desperate need and our, our economy is stupid but um yeah i feel like if you're if you're driving along around in a you know Eight, like a big old monster truck with smoke pouring out of the, that should be that should be punishable by yeah. prison time more than stealing somebody's bike because you're broke and you need to get to work or yeah whatever. someone um, did steal my bike so thanks for someone bringing did up steal old my bike wound too. <laughs> somebody stole my bike twice from out here once i ran after them and got it back oh my gosh and wow. um how did what how did that interaction go it was kind of fun. <laughs> okay, so I was in, it was four in the morning and I was writing and I was in just PJ Bottoms and I heard the gate open and I heard my bike like wheel like spinning. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And that, so I saw somebody with my bike on their shoulder running out. <gasps> so I ran after them and I, and I was yelling and they, they would have got away. They would have got away with it too um, if it weren't for those kids. But, um, I had it in a high gear, so they so when I was about fifty feet away, they tried to jump on it and start pedaling, but it was in such a high gear that yeah, it, it was really slow. Yeah, yeah. So they were just they were getting away from me very slowly. Like who and was I, it? Were they like teenagers or what? No, it was some dude. He was kind of drunk and uh, he was like um, he maybe high. Um, great. And so I easily caught up to him trying to ride away and i grabbed the bike and he immediately jumped off it and was like i'm sorry i'm sorry i don't know what i was thinking i, w- I was just Ooh, i don't know i, I was sure in, and it, it was like apologizing and i just took the bike and i was like get the fuck away from me and yeah, i yeah. took the bike back but then a few months later it got stolen again i don't know if it was by the same guy man oh man and here, here's the, here's the other kicker to that double kicker huh double kicker when I was, I went to the grocery store. I went to the Vons on Sunset about a month or two ago, and I saw it. It was just inside the front door. I was having a really shitty day too. I was really, I was, I was kind of depressed. And I looked up and I and I was like, "That's my bike." And it was like do- decorated with a new basket and like stuff. And it, it was clearly someone who was homeless was using it. Yeah. And probably that was their main thing mode of transportation or you know life or whatever so i'm just like i saw it and i was just like what am i gonna do rip it out of the hands of a homeless person maybe that maybe they're not the one that stole it maybe they 
yeah. bought it off somebody or, you know. Yeah, I mean, and it sucks. Gave somebody and, like, a blowjob for it. Uh, yeah, in and in an a alley. situation like that, it's like, yeah, it's like you need this more than I do. Like, you know, who are like my they did. my bike, and it's my bad. Like, I had just moved in, and I, it was on my balcony, and I had just moved, so I hadn't put a bike lock on it yet because it was like. You know, strut moving, you know. It was I, on a balcony? It was on my balcony, which is, like, up a level. So I didn't... They must have used a ladder to get it off my balcony, but, like, bad on me for not locking it. Whatever the point is, I I'm, I was really mad, but it's also like, okay, if you need to steal my bike, you, you know, you're probably not doing as well as you could be and, like, fine. Yeah. But also, I should shoot you. I really... I missed my bike, too, and I saw it. It was, like, this wistful moment, but I was also, like... And it had been over a year since it was gone. So I was like, somebody is clearly taking care of it and using it and looks like they need it. So I'm not going to steal back my bike. Or something like, okay, I guess someone else is happy with this person. (laughs) Exactly. It's like you see your ex and you're like, oh, well, okay. I guess guess you're happy. Well, steal you back right yeah. now. I won't kidnap you back. Yeah, I won't like get up all in your girl. Um great on that note. <laughs> so don't steal bikes. Don't steal bikes. But then don't rip your bike out of homeless people's hands. Yeah. Th- it's a you know that's the circle of life. It's a delicate balance. It's all yeah, about Can I also the plug the Lion King that's the, coming the, out? The, the circle of life. So you guys go see the live action Lion King with all the live action CG animals. Yeah, I I guess. I just don't understand. But I don't know whatever. why. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why. It's like, it's not live action. It's a bunch of computers. It's just a better cartoon. It's all, it's still animated. Yeah, it's like, okay, dude. So it's like, this is how better animation has gotten, but the first one's pretty good. And I guess they're trying to solve some of the uh, problems of all white people playing a bunch of African parts, but still. Yeah. It seems like a little pointless. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Circle of Life, everybody. Butterfly Effect. Butterfly Effect. Uh, wait Butterfly. for the CG reboot of Ashton Kutcher and Butterfly Effect. I can't that wait. That I, I will wait. see. Any day. Any day now. I'm sure studios are chomping at the bit to get the rights to do that. Yeah, by the way, if, uh, if anybody wants to produce that movie, Kat and I have the copyright on it now. Yeah, because we have we the copyright. We came up it? with it. Yeah, yeah. So Butterfly Reboot has to come through us. You better believe it. Kat, where can people find you online if they want to? Oh, my gosh. I'm all over the internet. Um, Yeah, I'm just like at Kat Derikis on the Insta and the Twitter, Uh which I'm trying to get better at. Um, And then my website's just like katherinderikas.com, and I've updated it not recently. That's D-U-R-I-C-K-A-S, Catherine with a C. Um, and that's just me, you know, that's just me being me. <laughs> what yeah. is your website or your Twitter or all yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff. I mean, I'm most like active on Instagram. Um, but I, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm terrible at keeping things up to date cause it involves technology. Yeah. Me too. It's a little hard for me. I'm good at technology, but I'm not good at be- that the social stuff. I, I always, yeah. t- I always get in these th- things where I'm like, I'm going to tweet or Instagram every day, at least one thing, but it doesn't last long. Yeah, I mean, I, I tweet maybe once a month. But when I do tweet, I try to make it real good. It's real good. <laughs> yeah. Like, my, I tweeted today because whenever I have, like, a Facebook status that, like, gets over, like, 100 likes that's funny, I'm like, okay, well, I'll put that on Twitter. Oh, really? Will you yeah. test it on Facebook? Well, it's not even testing it. It's just, like, I'll write something that I think is funny. And then if, like, a ton of people seem to also, like, it's funny, I'm like, okay, I'll put it on Twitter. <laughs> that's yeah. a good way to look at it. Yeah, so today it was... Uh, I don't remember the exact wording, but it's like, I feel like I wasted all of my 20s not wearing crop tops, so I'm just going to make that up in my 30s. All right. Because here's the thing. I don't know if you can tell. I'm wearing two crop tops right now. Are you? This, no, I this can't. Is a crop you're wearing top. a sweater. And this is a crop top sweater. Wait, what does crop top mean? It's I guess just I don't short. Know. So this shirt oh, is short, but these are high-waisted pants. So I'm, I'm pretty much, here's the so thing. So it's like a belly shirt kind yeah. of? Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. I'm pretty much always wearing crop tops. <laughs> but I'm also also usually wearing high waisted pants. I didn't know that, but I guess I didn't know what that. I guess I thought that was the yeah. the top part. Nah, dude, it's nah. just a short shirt. Crop tops. All right. There I have. That's a funny so tweet, and it's true. I have so many of them. Really? I like. 
I freaking just so throw out all of your long shirts. Yeah, the long shirts. Like, they're just dead to me. Like, it's just like, they're <laughs> not as fun. Crop tops are where it's at. You've disappointed me for the last time, long yeah. shirt. Yeah, forget it. Forget it. All right. Thanks for coming on the show. Check out Rat Queen, which is a sketch comedy group. Is there a um, yeah. website or Twitter? Uh, Do you guys at Rat Queen stuff? Comedy. At Rat Queen Comedy. And then uh, that's also our Facebook. And then I'm also, I just started, I got a show back at the Pack Theater every first Friday at 1030. We're doing Casting Call. Casting Call, Which yeah. is, uh, you know, it's a pretty amazing show. Explain how that goes. Um, yeah, so basically I scour the internet for actual casting calls from like LA Casting and for just dumb, bad projects. And then we have people like audition for them like as though they were actually trying to book it. Oh, yeah? Before, like, do you get like real sides? Yeah, stuff? no, I don't get sides. Uh, what we do is we like give the, we read the breakdown and we have them improvise the scene that like they think accompanies it. Oh, okay. But when I instruct the actors, I'm like, I don't want to ever talk about money on this show, but imagine that this job is paying you six figures. So try to book get, it. Yeah. Try to act, you know what I mean. So it's like they're not. I tell them not to try to not try to be funny. And you have judges or somebody like I have two uh, casting agents. agents. And those people are characters. I play a character, and the two casting agents are characters, and everyone else is just themselves. That's so if awesome. You, so if you were on it, you'd be like, "Hey, I'm Dave Chacho," uh, and then you would just do your best. Okay. Well, have me on sometime. Yeah, I will. It's a great show. <laughs> it's the best show ever. You don't have to. You can, you can say you will on here, but I won't hold it to it. <laughs> <laughs> After we turn off the music. You know, you know I, don't I know. can't actually. It's, no, it's a good show. Everyone should come see it. And maybe you'll be on it. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, think of how many more audience members you'll have. If oh, you my God. Me. So many more. I know. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm in demand. Yes. Just like Science AF. Science. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank I you hope guys. your feed is still active after we took a couple months off, but we're back. We're back. And we will be weekly from here on out. Thanks to my guest, Kat Dorikas, at Kat Dorikas on the things. On and the things. I'm at Dave Chacho, and Ooh. you can find Science AF at, uh, at Science AF Pod and mm-hmm. scienceafpod.com. Love it. is the website and it's at science af on facebook and i'm pretty much just search for science af and you'll find it you'll find it thanks everybody bye yeah, thank you bye oh wait i'm gonna play the theme again science af there it goes the little jazz science background on there Science is fun. Science is fun. Science is fun. Science is fun. Yeah.